The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Holy guacamole. The Raiders are 3-1, and one, heading home. Man, oh man, this looking pretty good for the Raiders. That and more here on show 466. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for the Ravens. <laughs> the Purple Birds go down. Yeah, we can call it Purple Rain because the Purple Rain rain hard on the birds. Uh, that is really the story of the century for me. I'm blown away that we run three away games uh, the first quarter of the season, amazing performance, unbelievable. We'll hit on this. The pregame for my favorite guy, <laughs> Philip Rivers. He's coming to the black hole. <laughs> they are one and three, and they're hurting. Their coach is on the hot seat. There's chaos in San Diego. I love it. That and the bone line should wrap up this show. Man, oh man, what a freaking week it has been. It's time for the post game. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> you know, if it flies, it dies. And it died there. In Baltimore. Before I get into this game, I have to say Lee Smith and Ben Heaney were probably going IR. Both have pretty significant season-ending injuries. I think Lee Smith uh, is a pretty big loss for our offense and our run game. Now, I think we can probably work it out. The coach says he'll plug people in, which we've had to do already this year. I have no doubt that the offensive coach, which I have been haggling about uh, for the whole season, um, will get it done because he so far has gotten it done despite himself, in my eyes anyway. But let's not get too far from the facts here. As much as all of us would love to see some more aggressive play calling, the Raiders are 90% in the red zone. Number one. In the league. Now, I'm the one who bitches a lot about this guy, but 90%, I'll take it. And this game against the Purple Birds or the Ravens, uh, whatever you want to call them, the Crows, whatever, these guys, uh, the offensive line with Mike Tice, we have a guard that's fourth string, performed insanely against a Ravens defense that was looking for blood not one to give up this one game. There are so many, you know, <laughs> amazing performances. I'll start by Carr. Four touchdown passes and great management of the game. Uh, this kid seems to be getting better by the game, and I, I'm afraid to even say that, but shit, it's proven. Even with those dink and dunk plays, seems to be getting us down the field. 
uh, regardless of the offensive play call. <laughs> they're giving him a lot more responsibility line of scrimmage. I do love the hurry-up offense in critical situations where they don't expect it. I like it. It's a nice surprise. Crabtree, three TDs, really, bro? On all the highlight reels, the guy has shown to be a true Raider, and him and Carr have got it going on. Cooper, without him, man, Crabtree wouldn't be catching any of these balls because they'd be all over him. But they have to respect Cooper over the top, and they are as well as Seth Roberts, who caught the first touchdown of the game. Amazing catch, by the way. Let's lead with Derek Carr, who will join us in 40 minutes. Finding Seth Roberts early, I thought was big, because Roberts ran a great route. Derek under center, going to roll the pocket to the right, looking end zone, throw, caught! Seth Roberts, touchdown! Raiders! I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you get Roberts open and Walford, when healthy, is running down the middle of the field, then you can go three wide, four wide with a tight end and have five receivers out there. The Raiders are a matchup nightmare for anybody because their receivers run really good routes. And Carr, Carr now, who's growing every week as an excellent quarterback, can check down, make plays. So if Roberts has got one-on-one coverage and he's running a good route, that's the difference there. The Raiders have three or four or five five or six offensive weapons, if you look at the depth of the backfield, that can catch the ball in the passing game. And I thought Roberts, another great moment for him. Our run game. Listen, it's not as good as it could be, but it's good enough because they have to respect it. Our run game is good enough for others to have to respect and let one team not respect it, and we're going to show the benefits of a good set of running backs and I'm talking about the three-headed monster again the O-line was freaking crazy car stayed clean it was beautiful to see the pass protection was insane like I said our run game was a little little scattered but still we got the ball out we're making progress three four yards is fine you have to respect the run or the Raiders are going to put it on you. And they did, and they still put him on them. <laughs> now, Marquette freaking King, the man. I remember interviewing him uh, his rookie year before he ever kicked the ball in the NFL. Raider Nation podcast here with Marquette King. This is the man. This is the horse I have in the race myself, honestly. I like your style, man. I love your leg. You got a great leg. And Marquette King is a very special athlete. I want to thank you for being a Raider, my man. Uh, we're going to be looking for you out there on the field. I am, Like I said, you're my horse in the race, and I ain't jacking around. You guys know that. What a fine young man. Great kid. Um, he has been working very hard to get his craft in order, and I must say that he is starting to eclipse a guy named Shane Leckler, which we all thought we'd never see again. Well, guess what? We have a better kicker, I think, now uh, than Shane is or was. We'll see. But Marquette King is looking to be that guy. And what a compliment to this win. Because all three phases played their ass off. So the offense played a great game. We really had some opportunities to even go further. But, man, that last drive... 
too early, I thought. And I thought everybody's the same way. They went down the field and scored with two minutes left. Two minutes and 14 seconds, something like that. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're going to give Flacco that much time? You're going to give our defense the opportunity to win this game? Oh no, a collective sigh, said the Raider Nation. And look what happened. And the Raiders have a one-point lead. The game's not over, though. No. Nope. They have Justin Tucker, 2-12 to play. Boy, how did, how did Micah Crabtree do it again, Tom? I Three. Three touchdowns today for Crabtree. But I'll tell you one thing. Right now, the defense, as tired as they are, they're going to have to reach down and grab something and hold on to something. It's going to be hard, guys. Yeah. It is a battle of attrition. Darren Bates has been playing every team's special teams. He's out there. Linebacker, as I mentioned, Ben Heady has a noticeable limp. I'm not sure how they're going to do it or what type of configuration, but it's definitely going to be hard. This is just a, an incredible fourth quarter. Raiders scored to go up 21-12. to Steve Smith, senior, scores. DeAndre Washington fumbles. They score. Terrence West, they go for two. It's 27 to 21, and then the Raiders come right back down the field. There's been three touchdowns scored combined in the last four minutes and 15 seconds. Incredible football game today. This last Raider drive, six plays, 66 yards, 124. Now you're looking at Justin Tucker. It is Devin Hester who is back to return this kickoff. Let's see if Janikowski just uh, doesn't get cute and just blast this one right through the end zone. He hit a low-line drive. This will be returned. He mishit that. Here's Hester coming ahead, 15. He's spilled over by Trawick, the former Raven, and he drops Hester on his head on the 20-yard line. What a tackle there by Brendan Trawick, the former Baltimore Raven and the great special team player. He's the captain of the Raiders' special teams coming up with a huge play. I think Jano may have mishit that ball. You don't want to hit it that much of a line drive where he can get it so fast. But in any event, Trawick saved the day. Corey James is in. Keith McGill playing a linebacker. Bates is not in. Raiders going to a four-man rush. First and 10, Baltimore on the 21. They've got a gun run. Here's a draw to Terrence West. Cuts inside, runs over Reggie Nelson. First down. And the pile is still being pushed. They finally drop West. We got the two-minute warning here with 159. We're looking to put him down on the 39-yard line. Uh, too many guys going for That's the ball. Two-minute warning. Two minutes. Jenks West now over 100 yards rushing. That was a 19-yard run by West. Final play before the two-minute warning. 159 to play. Terrence West with that last rush. 20 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Baltimore 400 yards of offense to the Raiders 262. Raiders lead by a single point. Baltimore has Justin Tucker, one of the best in football. So with Justin Tucker, you're looking at, they gave him a new deal in the offseason, right on the deadline July 15th when you signed franchise players. This kicker's so good, they franchise tagged him in the offseason. They gave him a four-year deal for 16.8 mil. He's the highest paid kicker in terms of guaranteed money in the league. He makes $10.8 million. He won the game last week, Tom, as you noted, right around this time. A minute yep. or two left in Jacksonville. He had a 53-yarder to win that game by a couple of points. He is now 11 of 12 in his career when kicking with a chance to tie the game or take the lead in the game with under two minutes to play in regulation. He is very simply Mr. Clutch. How close do they need to get him? They're at the 50-yard line. Flacco throws. Dropped! The rookie let it get into his body, and he dropped the ball. Chris Moore, the rookie, run four to Cincinnati. Flat out dropped it. 
Wouldn't oh. have been a big gainer, but it would have gotten them maybe five to ten yards. I would have got them some yards because uh, the, the Wallace ran a clear-out route, and it, it messed up the entire coverage. He was open on that break. Yeah, he was open on the break, and he also could have gotten out of bounds. Yep. Pre-game warm-ups, Tucker was making one from the logo. About 60 yards away, he's made a 61-yarder. That was in the Dome of Detroit on Monday Night Football to win late. Second and ten, Flacco back. Here comes a blitz. Flacco throws, ball got tipped, intercepted, dropped. Reggie Nelson couldn't quite get there. The ball was also tipped. The Raiders that time blitzed. Carl Joseph linked the safety, and somebody tipped that ball. Yeah, they dropped Bruce Irvin on the other side, so it was a zone blitz. Uh, got some pressure in Flacco's face, and as he was backpedaling, you mentioned <laughs> his mobility. Not very mobile. He just tried to get that ball back to the line of scrimmage. and was tipped and almost picked off. Also, the Raiders moved Khalil Mack into the middle of their defensive front there and rushed him over a center or a guard. Third down and ten for Flacco. Use check the fullback to his left. Two-by-two two formation. Raiders blitz Joseph. Here's a Flacco throw out. Whoa! Into the ground. He threw too low to Dennis Pitta. The Ravens are down to their last bullet. It's fourth down now. Fourth down and ten. Pressure got to him. And you see Flacco again, Tom. Just yep. not able to step into throws that time. He's so accurate usually. But he's not transferring his weight to his front leg. He's just falling backwards. Nothing on the ball. Yeah, last week, uh, in last week's game, he had more zip than that. He had more more behind the ball than that. Uh, today, it's just uh, he's, everything's off his back foot. Here we go. Fourth down. Raiders get this play. They win the game. Blacko in the gun. Slot left. Aiken inside of Steve Smith, senior. Wallace right. The Raiders blitz. Carl Joseph Flacco throws. Juggling. Incomplete. The Raiders take over. The Raiders will win the game as the defense again does it at the very end. They broke it up. He went down the middle to Kamar Aiken. It was broken up. DJ Hayden is slow to get up. The Raiders are going to get to 3-1 and one on the year as they will win in Baltimore. Wow, what a game. What a game. I'll tell you, uh, DJ Hayden has played a great game. I mean, he was he was in there. He made the Reggie hit. Reggie Nelson, too, Tom. Yep. Reggie Hayden had the initial coverage on Kamar Aiken link on the in-cut, and uh, he actually beat DJ inside, and then yeah. Reggie Nelson came over with the right shoulder in textbook form to pop that ball out of there. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, they, 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 they up the level on targeting these days, and Reggie Nelson played that superbly with the right shoulder, right placement, didn't hit a defenseless player, well-timed, jar that ball loose. Yeah, he got him right. I don't think he got him right in the gut, I think. I don't think he even hit him in the head. Aiken is slow to get up. The Raiders with a big-time win. They've never beaten the Ravens in Baltimore. They've not won in this city since they beat the Baltimore Colts in one of the greatest games in the history of pro football, the Ghost of the Post double overtime game. In, uh, on Christmas Eve of 77, that's how long it is. And the Raiders are 3-1 and one to open the year. They are 3-0 and oh on the road for the first time length since your 2000 Raiders went 12-4 and four that year and went all the way to the AFC, AFC title game before losing to Ray Lewis and the Ravens in the championship game. Derek Carr takes a knee, and that'll be it. One more knee down. That's it. The Raiders are 3-1. and one to open the year. This difficult, difficult early schedule where they were forced to play three of their first four on the road in all early kickoffs, 10 a.m. kickoffs on the West Coast. They are through that time. And now they are three and one, three wins on the road, the one loss at home to Atlanta. But they come home now for back-to-back AFC West games. Derek takes one more knee. 
And the final seconds will tick off. Six, five, four, three, two, one. The Raiders are three and one to open the year. And they drop the Ravens to three and one. This could be a huge victory as far as making the playoffs later in the season. But you're three and one after this tough four game start. Stretch of schedule time to open the year. You come home for the Chargers next week. And then Kansas City in a showdown game on October the 16th. Wow. The Raiders' defense from last game to this game has made leaps and bounds improvements. Corey James was the best thing that ever happened to this defense. I'm telling you, number 42 is another great addition. Plus, he was on the backfield all day long. Flacco was on his back. Mack got his first sack. The defense came alive in this game. Khalil Mack, people were wondering... When is he going to get his first sack? Well, he was close a bunch, even in this game, and he finally broke through. Player, here's Flacco back. Pocket collapses around him, and the Raiders will sack him. Khalil Mack will get his first sack of the year. And what a time for it. He drops Flacco back on the Baltimore 30-yard line. That was awesome. Awesome to get Mack going. Again, he doesn't care about numbers. Numbers he doesn't care about. Mack cares about winning for the Raiders. That's what he cares about. But he can stack those numbers up. He can get two in a game, two and a half sacks, five sacks in a game. He could break out. And and the Ravens knew he was coming. They were chipping him with the tight end. They were leaving guys in the backfield. And Flacco, who's an excellent quarterback, knew that he was coming. Especially in that fourth quarter and snuffed out every opportunity for Joe Flacco and the Birds to get back into this game. It was uncanny how cool and calm Coach Del Rio was through the whole thing. Because I know that I was running around the living room like a wild man screaming at the television. And I know I wasn't the only one because we were leaving this game up to our defense. And to me, I think this could be the turning point in the season for the defense. I do believe this could be their awakening and realizing that they're pretty damn good. And they don't have to be great. They just have to be solid and good with this offense. That's complimentary football, folks. That is a championship team. One other point on the defense. Flacco got the ball back. They have one of the great kickers in this game. So all they had to do was get it over midfield. Everybody knew they were just playing to win that game late on a field goal. But the Raiders' defense showed up to end the game. The Raiders will win the game as the defense again does it at the very end. Really important point there that the defense, you want small victories for the defense. That was a big victory. The ability to get off the field and make a play and come off that last touchdown that Steve Smith Sr. had on a broken play, then for the Raider defense to put that behind him and win the game was outstanding. Balance is so important in this league. And looks to me like the Raiders have found balance in their team after four games. The culture that we've built in Oakland, it's paying off. All you can say is, wow, I just want to win, and I don't care how we do it. Derek under center, going to roll the pocket to the right, looking end zone, throw, caught! Seth Roberts, touchdown! Raiders! We saw it today. I mean, the guy is a game changer. Raiders right back up on the ball. Derek Cargett a lot for the end zone for Michael Crabtree's got it! Touchdown! 
Crowd back, throwing for the end zone, wide open, Michael Crabtree! He caught it! Touchdown! Raiders! He got blasted again, but Michael Crabtree will never drop the ball! He's one of the best receivers in this league. Derek looking, Derek, uh, Derek at a lob, one for the end zone for Crabtree, did he get both feet down? Raiders are three and one to open the year. The Raiders quarterback Derek Carr joins us on the Derek Carr Show, coming off a huge win. And Derek, let's begin talking about the celebration, the game ball, the flight home, and then you get back to your family. Walk us through the last, you know, twelve, fourteen hours for you. Oh yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those moments that you dream of. You know, as a kid, you know, you you, you look forward to something like that. You, know, you dream of having the ball. You know, late in the game in a tough environment on the road, and uh, you know, getting a win. And um, you know, obviously, you know, it's hectic after that. You know, everyone's celebrating and things like that. I don't think anyone, you know, slept on the flight home. Everyone's just so excited and talking to each other and things like that. And uh, you know, I just think that you know, we we're doing things the right way, and hopefully, there's more feelings like that. You know, but when I got home, that was the best feeling. You know, when I got to see my wife and my two babies. Um, you know, that, that, that beats any win any day. Isn't that great, though? Let's talk more about that, how you get a chance to celebrate. After a loss, you got to put it behind you quickly. But how long do those wins stay with you? How many days through Tuesday, Wednesday? Because you got to get ready for the Chargers coming into Oakland. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's always good to win because it feels good going into work. You know, uh, whenever you lose, you know, you got that sour taste in your mouth, and no one likes that. You know, it doesn't change the way you work, but, uh, you know, no one likes that feeling. Uh, but when you win, you know, it's a, you, know, you got a good feeling because you you know you know you know what you guys are doing is working. You know you, the things that uh, you're doing as a team are paying off. You know the hard work and those things. So uh, that that that's always the best part is that you don't have that sour taste in your mouth. But you're right. You know in this league, you know the NFL doesn't care. You got another game to get ready for, and uh, they don't care what you did last week. Derek Carr is our guest. Derek, you spent a lot of time post game talking about Michael Crabtree and the way Crab ran those routes. Can you talk about the final touchdown, the move he made, and you got it there right before the safety came over? It just seemed like the entire day he was brilliant, not just with the touchdowns, with every route that he ran. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, he's someone that you can always rely on. Uh, one of the most competitive people I've ever been around in my life, and. You know that that's cool because that's exactly how I am. You know I love to compete. I love the I love the challenge, and uh, you know I know that he does too. And you know his routes were on point. You know all game. That's what we expect from him. You know it's cool that he got his three touchdowns. You know uh, and, and all that. But you know we expect him to do those things because he's such a good football player. Was Amari being double teamed? Was it opening up easier for Crab compared your two star wide receivers? And it just looked like it was Crab's day. What was going on with Amari, who had some big catches too? Oh yeah, you know Coop, Coop had some big grabs for us. And uh, you know whenever whenever you get him one on one with a good matchup, you know you always want to take that. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time he's going to win. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, those are things that you rely on. But you know it's like you know, I, I was talking to my dad yesterday, and it's like you know when Steph Curry's hot. You know, everybody on that team better pass the ball, you know, and, and it just happened to be Crabtree was hot. And, uh, you know, you got to make sure that he gets the ball in his hands because, you know, he's going to do something special with it. Derek, a couple of penalties for Alexander up front, number 74, but then he stepped up and kept a clean pocket for you as you weren't sacked. Did you talk to him throughout the game with the jitters and the start and what it meant to him? Because he did settle in at times, but made a couple of mental mistakes that you can always clean up. Yeah, it, it, that kind of stuff is expected. You know, and uh, with those young guys, you know, uh, 
you know, I don't lose my mind on them or anything like that, you know, because they're young. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we, you know, you don't expect them to happen, but when it does, it's, you know, you know, not that it's okay. It's just, you know, those, those kind of things are going to happen, you know, especially, you know, late in the game with DeAndre. I told him when he got on the, you know, when he got on the airplane, I looked at him and said, Hey man, you don't lose one, one bit of sleep over that. I said, I don't know why it happens, but when you're a young guy, man, this league will just do its way of you know, letting you know that there's always things to work on. And, uh, I said, don't, don't worry about it. Cause you're going to be a better player for it. And, uh, he, he was in good spirits, and same with Vidal, man. He was in good spirits too. You know, he knows those things are going to happen. You know, you don't want them to. You know, but as a young player, and as you're learning to play this game and get settled in in your own way, you know, those things are going to happen, and we know that. Uh, but we don't, we don't stress about it. You know, we just put our head down and keep moving forward. Derek Carr is our guest as we wrap it up. I also thought, Derek, it was critical with the success that you're seeing at the quarterback position with the four touchdowns and the game-winning drive. You knew that Joe Flacco was coming back, and that crowd was behind him. I thought it was critical for the defense, especially Reggie Nelson on that last hit, to win the game on the defensive side against a former Super Bowl quarterback in their house. Talk about building momentum. We know you have it with this offense, but the defense after the first two games and the stats that were against them, they played huge, especially on that last possession. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, I think you hit it all on the head. You know, to do it at their place, you know, against a Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, you know that place is so tough to play in. Especially that team, they're consistently one of the better teams in the league every year. So it's always cool to uh, you know get a win there. But to see our defense, you know, step up the way that they did, and, and to compete and play that the way that they did, uh, you know, it was just really impressive. And uh, you know, I, I'm so happy for them. And uh, you, know, I, you know, I see it every day in practice. You know, so it's, I'm happy that they. You know, did it at the end of the game, and you know, they built their confidence just like we tried to. I three and zero on the road. If I would have said that to you a month ago, you'd said I, I take it, JT. But you know, as you said yesterday, you got to get a win at home in front of these diehard fans who are waiting for your return. Let's wrap it up with that. A message to the Raider Nation as you come back to Oakland. Yeah, we're excited to get home. You know, and like I said, you know, we gotta, you know, it's cool to win all these games on the road, but you know, we gotta get one at home. You know, we we gotta. We got to put our foot down at home, uh, and we have a great, great opportunity against a really good football team coming in. Uh, you know, they, they've, you know, their record may be what it is, but they've lost a lot of really close games. So uh, we don't really look too much into the record, man. You just turn the film on and you see how good they are. You see how talented they are all over the place. And uh, you know, it's going to be a good, hard-fought game. But we're looking forward to coming home and playing. Congratulations, Derek. Thanks for the time. All the best. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Derek Carr. Three away game wins in the first quarter of the season. First time since. 2000. That's 16 years, folks. 16 seasons that the Raiders haven't had three away game wins in the first quarter of the season. It takes a lot. I mean, we've eked them out, but it has been a great victory each and every time. Crabtree was outstanding. One-on-one coverage, even when he was double-teamed, Carr was able to find him. Carr in the gun, little guy, Jalen Richard to his left, three receivers right. Journey gets walking around to the front, Carr back, throwing for the end zone, wide open, Michael Crabtree! He caught it! Touchdown! Raiders! He got blasted again, but Michael Crabtree will never drop the ball! Unbelievable. Greg Papa on all these brilliant calls. So Crabtree was the go-to guy in this game. And for Carr, you know, at that point in the game when the Raiders went up big, that's what we're going to get into this week. And even today on the show is the criticism 
that I'm hearing from the Raider Nation on Twitter at JT the Brick. Everyone coming in going, you need to open it up more. You got to open it up more. You got to attack, attack, attack. Even myself, who was tweeting out, my thumbs were going wild. I'm like, attack, downfield, the Raiders with the lead. They got to step on the throat. That's what the old Raiders did. Great Raider teams, when they're up, they bury you. But Flacco and the Ravens came back into this game. Steve Smith Sr. with a big touchdown on two broken tackles, which should have never happened. But Carr had a chance again for a fourth-quarter comeback, and he did it again to Crab. Second and ten Raiders on the Raven 23. Raiders a touchdown, could tie at the point after it could put him ahead. Car in the gun, two by two. Derek low snap. Derek looking. Derek, Derek in a lob one for the end zone for Crabtree. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown! Raiders! Holy Michael Crabtree did it again. Oh, oh my! His third touchdown of the game. What a performance. If it wasn't for Julio Jones, who had one of the greatest games in the history of the NFL with 300 yards receiving, Crabtree's the entire show for the NFL. Epic performance by Crabtree and Carr. Amari Cooper had some big plays. I thought the Raiders did what they had to do. They came from behind with the passing game, and it's amazing what this team could do when they know they have to pass, when they start to attack downfield. They're one of the toughest teams in all of football. Look at the mess that this league is in today, ladies and gentlemen. Carolina and Arizona, an absolute mess in the NFC. Look at Denver. Denver's playing at a very high level. They're 4-0, but they've now moved on to Paxton Lynch. they got a rookie quarterback playing. Carr has an advantage, and Pittsburgh, we'll get to them. They looked unbelievable last night, so the Chargers lose. Kansas City loses. The Raiders win. Denver holds serve to go 4-0, and the Raiders are one game back. The Raider Nation, man, the bandwagon's filling big time. Huge time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It is absolutely great to be a Raider fan. Excellent game, Raiders. I mean, this is what you build a championship team on. This is how you go to the playoffs. And I know that just a few games ago, I was pissed. We're never going to get to seven. We all were feeling it. Because our defense looked so horrid. It looked like there was no hope. And now it's starting to look a little brighter. I said four games. I meant four games. And here we are at the precipice of taking the division. The Broncos now are 4-0. and We're 3-1. and Chiefs are 2-2. Two and two. And, well, the chargeless, nutless, boltless Chargers or in the basement, in the dark. <laughs> I believe, like most people, the Raiders got screwed with that schedule when it came out. Three of the first four on the road. No complaining. No complaining And the Raiders were able to travel well. And I think that's the difference with Jack Del Rio and this team. He says, act like a pro and travel like a pro on the road. So now when they get on Hawaiian Airlines and they take off from Oakland and they land... Is it different than it was five, ten years ago? Absolutely. Is there a focus? Is there accountability? The players are expected to follow the leaders and act a certain way and focus on the game. So the Raiders went on the road, and today 
Every week I look at the USA Today power rankings, and I, I would recommend everybody do that. We'll tweet that out. USA Today comes out with their power rankings, and they come out with that every Monday night into Tuesday. And we learn a lot about it this week because I like to look ahead and look at the schedule and see what the Raiders are up against. And if you look at this, it's very encouraging for the silver and black. I'm going to go from number 10 all the way to number one. This is the USA Today power rankings for the NFL. At number 10, the L.A. Rams at 3-1. and one. They've moved up eight slots because they're 3-1. and one. Their defense has been amazing. The Raiders come in at number nine out of the 32 teams, up six spots because they're 3-0 and oh on the road. At number eight, Atlanta. Three and one, they move up three spots, and we're just seeing how good they are. That doesn't look like a bad loss for the Silver and Black because Atlanta ranked number eight. Then seven is the Seahawks, six Green Bay, five the Steelers, four the Eagles, three the Minnesota Vikings, two the Denver Broncos, and number one, the New England Patriots. I found that interesting because the Patriots got shut out at home by the Buffalo Bills and Denver who's been unbelievable and went to the Super Bowl, uh, they're 4-0 and they're ranked second. Proving once again the media bias out of Bristol, Connecticut, back east for the New England Patriots. How in God's name could the Patriots be the number one ranked team in all of football after they just lost and were shut out at home, no less, to the Buffalo Bills? Because there's a tremendous media bias to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots. It's been that way for over a decade. Now, a lot of that they deserve. They really deserve a lot of that because they've been super successful. They're well-coached and a really good team. But this is a perfect example of how the NFL just gives them the benefit of the doubt. That's why I love to remind everybody that Tom Brady was suspended for four games. That will be a scar on his legacy. That's something that Joe Montana never had. Even Brett Favre, who's had some personal transgressions, wasn't suspended by the league for four games. How about the balls of USA Today or anybody to think the Patriots are the number one team without Brady, who's been suspended, and just losing to the Buffalo Bills? But the point that I want to make is that there's only one team on the Raiders' schedule left. One that's ranked higher than the Raiders, and that's Denver, who the Silver and Black have to play twice. Other than that, everyone's behind them. Houston Texans at number 12. Carolina at number 14. Buffalo at 16. Kansas City at 19, the Chargers at 23, Tampa Bay and Jacksonville 25 and 26. I mean, give me a break if you're a Raider fan. What more do you want? The schedule's been handed to you to dominate this schedule. The schedule has been released. Everybody whined about it, complained about it including moi, I did the same thing, three out of four on the road, traveling east, all that whining and complaining. Well, the Raiders took care of business. Now the schedule opens up for them. It opens up to the point where everyone other than the Broncos on the schedule, the Raiders are deemed by the NFL, USA Today, mass media, NFL network to be better than, to be better than. So if the Raiders already have three wins, take advantage of their home field, and just do what they're supposed to do and win at home, and then beat the inferior teams they're supposed to beat. Who's inferior? Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, San Diego twice. 
We're not afraid to do this. We're not the coaches of the Raiders. We're allowed to call another team inferior. You got to beat Jacksonville now. They're a mess. You got to sweep the San Diego Chargers. The Chargers are decimated with injuries. We'll get into that with Scott Kaplan. So what do you want to do? You want to say, well, it'd be nice to split with the Chargers? Hell no. You got to sweep San Diego. And then you look at Kansas City. That was the worst half of football played all year. Right up there with the Rams at the 49ers, the first Monday night game when they got shut out. So the Raiders play Kansas City twice. Kansas City looked like one of the worst teams in football this past Sunday. So the Raiders would be nice if they swept them, but at least got to win that game at home. The Raiders have two upcoming home games in Oakland that they must win. They don't have to win, but I think it, it feels like a must-win game because if the Raiders do it and they get to 5-1, and one, and they're not moving mountains, right? All they're doing is beating San Diego and Kansas City. If they do that, they go to 5-1, and one, and now you win four more games the rest of the schedule, and you're in the playoffs. We're talking Raiders and playoffs on 95-7 the game. I had the balls to say that long before the season started. I had them penned at 10 wins. First time I've gone near that, Bob Wire fence. First time I've gone anywhere near that in a decade. Because I'm with this team, 19 years with the team. I know when the team's good, bad, or average. This is an above-average football team that can continue to get better and be a really good team if they continue to win. Good Lord, it's great to be a Raider fan. And, uh, well, the birds went down hard. I love it. I love Harbaugh. He had to suck it up. I mean, I just love that post-game press conference. You all should take a look at it. Go to Ravens.com and look at the shame in their game. I love it. No one deserves it more than that mofo right there. And that is all I have to say about that. say one more thing you know dj hayden i've been on his ass since the beginning and he's playing damn good football so are the rest of the defensive backs um i gotta say smith has stepped it up a lot um nelson i mean the whole defense as far as the defensive backs and safeties go uh listen man we are starting to look like a solid defensive back team uh, that people are going to have to think twice about throwing on. I hate, hate to even say it, but I'm going to say it. They're getting better and good enough to stop anyone. I'm going to say that right there. Uh, if they continue to fly around the ball like this, our defensive backs will prove that their worthiness as we go to the playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? You goddamn right. San Diego Superchargers, San Diego Superchargers, San Diego Superchargers, San Diego Yeah!
<laughs> Ain't so superchargers this season. That's a fact, Jack. Let's talk about this game. It's at home in the black hole. In Philip Rivers. I can't freaking wait. Now the Raiders have to come back home to Oakland and take care of the Chargers. And the Chargers absolutely collapsed yesterday in San Diego. The game was over. In the bag, it could have been a blowout win. They turn it over late with two fumbles. Inside seven minutes, they give Drew Brees the short field. And New Orleans beats the Chargers. So is that good for the Raiders or not? Well, it's good that the Chargers are one and three. But now San Diego comes into Oakland a desperate team in search of a win in the division, in the conference. So the Raiders and Carr has had success over Phillip Rivers in the past. This is a big one. San Diego could be 4-0. They really could. Spent a lot of time last night on TV. A lot of analysts said that. San Diego is a couple of plays five minutes away from being 4-0 this year. It's a better team with the injuries than I expected. Chargers are coming in to the Oakland Coliseum, a wounded animal, ready to win, and the Raiders got to bury him. Sunday, October 9th at 1 o'clock, the chargeless, nutless, boltless Chargers come to the black hole to play the Oakland Raiders. 3-1 and one Raiders, 1-3 one and three Chargers. Now the Chargers have lost their last three games by a point. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they were on the other side of the Drew Brees program by one point. They lost at home against Drew Brees. Uh, and, you know, they played just like we did, but not quite as good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Chargers are coming in here looking to get better. Now, you know as well as I do that a division game, uh, all stats throw them out the freaking window. All of their plays throw that out the freaking window because it's going to be a rumble for sure. The Raiders are looking to win a game at home, and I don't think they'll be denied at all. But they better not look over this San Diego team because they can hurt us. They are just like us. They're very explosive. You know, this is another team we're going to have to slap 35 points on uh, to get the win because Rivers and company can put some points on you fast, and I'm not kidding. Derek, finally, I don't know how much of the game you saw the highlights, and you'll see the film prepping for the Chargers, but that was a bad loss for them. They turned it over late twice in the fourth quarter. Breeze came back. You just beat Drew Breeze. You know how good Phillip Rivers is. You've had success against him early in your career, but the way the Chargers lost at home, they're going to have, as you said last week, going to Baltimore, a salty defense and an edge to them. And it almost feels like do or die for the Chargers. What are you expecting from this opponent, knowing the battles that you've had with Rivers in the past? Oh, yeah. You know, I expect a real, uh, you know, tough physical game, you know, especially in the division. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's always tough. You know, you, you guys know each other so well. And you, you draft and you get free agents based on your division and all those things. You know, that's how the NFL works. And so, uh, it's going to be a tough game. You know, anytime you know they got Philip Rivers under center, uh, it, it's going to be a hard-fought game. You know, he's one of the best to ever do it, and uh, you know he knows that I have a great deal of respect for him and his game, uh, and he's just a great person overall, man. So uh, that defense is always, you know, they'll they always bring their exotic stuff. They're always going to be physical. They're always going to try and come and get after you. So uh, we got our, you know, our work cut out for us. But again, you know, uh, it, it's it's a competitive league, and I look forward to the competition. 
And their coach, Mike McCoy, is on the freaking hot seat. Uh, you should see his press conferences. He's stressing hard. Just check him out on uh, Chargers.com if you want. He looks like he's about ready to have a freaking stroke. The rest of the team looks like they're depressed. And the San Diego Chargers look like they're in full uh, free fall, along with their joker defensive lineman, Joey Bosa. I think he's a punk. I don't think he's going to turn out to be shit in the NFL. Uh, I don't like his attitude. I think he's a punk. So good for them. They got him a punk, and he's not playing this game anyway. So I just wanted to mention that I can't stand this guy, and he hasn't set foot on the field, I'm sure for good reason. Listen, man, usually by this time, the whole Charger Nation, uh, <coughs> and you know what I mean by that, that's a bunch of bullshit, there's only one nation, but the Charger fan base is usually on fire, it's Raider Week, I remember when Marty was their coach, it's Raider Week, you know, and you had to listen to that bullshit all week long, because they were all, you know, on their way to the Super Bowl or whatever, never happened, but, uh, I don't see shit about Raider Week this week. Hey, Charger fans, where the hell is your Raider Week going on right now? I haven't heard a word about the Raider contest so far. And usually they're all hyped up on Raider Week. We're going to beat the Raiders. I haven't heard a peep for good reason. They know they're coming into a freaking nightmare. The Chargers know they're coming to a buzzsaw and they're going to have to get ready with all their band-aids and ice cubes to get out of here uh, without being critically injured. I believe the Raiders are going to slap it on the Chargers so bad that uh, they're not going to forget this contest. Listen, the Raiders want to come home and win at home for the home crowd, as they should. The Chargers think they're going to be able to come in here and take a victory from the Raiders because we do match up pretty well. Although I do think our defense is better, much better than theirs. And I think we'll be able to get to Rivers and put him on his back many times. I think turnovers are going to be big in this game. I think the Raiders will win that contest. Although, if I'm being honest here, this is a typical setup game. Now, I don't want to be pessimistic, but... You know, you can look past these Chargers, but you really can't. The Raiders must come to play seriously and not take the Chargers at their record because the Chargers, on any given day, just like we can be, we can be tenacious and we can beat anybody. So can the Chargers. This is pro football, folks. The Raiders must be prepared for this game. Player for player, the Raiders should beat the shit out of the Chargers at home. It should be an epic game in the black hole for the first time of the season. The Raider Nation will be heard around the world, that's for sure. Now, I know, you know, there's a lot of issues with running game and this. I don't think so. I think the Chargers will lose in Oakland, and I think they'll lose bad. Uh, myself, I would love to see this team at 4-1. Uh, and then going into the Chiefs coming in next week. This is a great time, Raider Nation. We should really, really um, be very proud of our team and our coaching staff. I don't see how we got here, but we did. 
And, uh, well, the Chargers are going to see what it's like in the black hole with this new team. I expect a victory, no less. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for you to lay down your take on the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. You know you love it. I do. I need to hear from you guys. All right, who's first? Well, our first caller is the Pennsylvania Raider. And I have not heard this guy this happy in a very long time. I love it. What's up, bro? Oh, my God, Nation. Oh, my God. I can't keep doing this every week. This team gives me heart palpations every damn week. Oh, my God. What a game. Let me just describe what I saw in this game. I saw a cleansing, if you will, a baptism, if you will, for our Jewish friends, a circumcision. We have officially gotten rid of the last 12 to 13 forward years of this team. I saw a team that was composed, stuck to the game, and they're getting first downs and they're getting touchdowns and they're going down the field. They're finding ways to win. Now, were there mistakes? Yes, of course there were mistakes. Did the refs screw us? Yes, but here's the difference. For those last 13 years when the refs were screwing us with calls, we couldn't overcome. Now we have a good enough team that when the refs do screw us on calls, we can come back and we can win the game. Now I'm not saying that we're going to go 8-2 and two for the next 10 games, but we are officially back. We have erased the last 13 years of misery. I don't have to go into it. You, you guys already know. We are 3 and O on the road for the first time since 2000, the glory days. We are back. We are composed. We are finding ways to win as a team. With that being said, every game will be like this. We're not going to have any blowouts for the whole season. Maybe one, but you know what? I don't care. As long as we're winning games, it'll be a knockout, dragout fight for the rest of the year. Who cares? Doesn't matter. We're three and one. Nation, I'm feeling good. We we are officially back in the elite club of the NFL. This is Pennsylvania Raider. You enjoy this win. You enjoy us being back, and I'm out. You're damn right. You were stressed out. Everybody was stressed out, man. I don't know if my heart could take very many more of these games, but you better get ready because, like you said, I think there's going to be a lot more just like it. Thanks for the call, brother. I'm feeling it too, man. And our next caller from Minneapolis, Raider Tom's in the house. What's up, my brother? Hello, Raider Greg. This is Raider Tom from Minneapolis. I haven't, you haven't heard from me in a while. The first three weeks I was in the Mediterranean on vacation. Uh, came back, finally watched the first game today. We beat the Baltimore Ravens. It was fucking epic. Uh, it was like up and down seesaw. We owned the first half. We looked great. And all of a sudden, we let them back into the game. And, and it seems like we're good enough. We can, we can actually, it almost seems like we could toy with these motherfuckers. And we come back. When we need to come back, we can turn it on and, and get there again. I don't like it. But, hey, it's a win's a win. Three and one, baby. We're going to kick uh, 
the nutless, boltless Chargers ass next week. I'm looking forward to this season. Oh my gosh, this is this is so this is great. Over the years, I mean, it's, it's been the same old shit. We lose, we lose, we lose, and I lost a lot of money last year betting all these Minnesota Viking, you know, Viking fans up here. Money last year, and but you know what? It is. It's okay because I'm not. I'll, I'm always going to be a Raider fan. Raider fan for life, Greg. This is Minneapolis Tom, Raider Tom from Minneapolis. You take care, Greg. Bye bye. Well, Tom, you don't have to be ashamed. I know that they're all giddy up there uh, in Minnesota about their Vikings because they're four zero and they look pretty good. But uh, I think they're a paper tiger too. We'll see. I do believe the Raiders have a really good chance of making it to the playoffs. They might play each other. Who knows uh, what's going on uh, later down the road because uh, we played them before in the Super Bowl, you know, <laughs> and you know how that went. So um, be proud, man, because our team looks pretty damn good. I wish that we would just put the pedal to the mellow er- early and uh, make teams uh, have to come from behind all game long. I mean, that's... That's where you really get these guys on their back. Uh, We've been there too many times. Uh, Thank you for the call, brother. And our next caller really needs no introduction, but I'll give him one. My good brother, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What is up? I know you're Jack, bro. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Just got done watching the game. And now I know what it's like to have a mini stroke. That was too damn close for me. But I tell you what, what a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Uh, first, I need to say good game for DJ Hayden because I'm the first to bash him like everybody else. But he, he, the last two weeks, he, he's improved to me. He's stepped his game up. Uh, so congrats to him. Big game for Carr, big game for Crabtree. Uh, just all around, good game. Defense has to step up, though, man. There's just too much talent on this defense to be having these close games, game after game after game. But I'm not here to bitch. I'm here to celebrate this win, go back home, take two, go to five and one. Yeah, I'm jumping. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can because this team is just, it looks good. And our punter king, the guy's amazing. You can't say enough about that guy. But uh, big win. Just want to call in. Raider Nation, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. That's right, brother. You can start thinking about things like 5-1. and one. I am. Uh, we can't let these games go. Each one, though, I know this team takes every one of them seriously. Uh, they have to play that way. I think they're learning that that's how they have to play. Uh, let's just hope this role continues, man, because we got two games at home. They better win both these games for the home crowd faux show. And my next good brother from Rhode Island, Raider John's in the house. He's happy. What's up, man? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what up? Rated John from Rhode Island. Haven't called in a while, been listening. Still loving the show, loving the win today. It was a great game, scary. Um, I don't know how much more my heart can take of this shit, but anyway, um, two games won by one point. 
that's pretty crazy, guy. I don't know. I, this this team, they always – at the end of the game, they just seem like they could do whatever they want offensively sometimes. It's unbelievable. But I really – a couple things I didn't like were a couple play calls. You know, I, I didn't really like that toss with the one yard to go. I don't think they should have did that. But, I mean, I'm not an offensive coordinator, obviously. But, I don't know. I think they should have just tried to get that one yard. But Baltimore was tough up the middle, man. They were they were fired up. Um our running back identity, I I love our running backs. You know, DeAndre had a fumble. It was crucial. But he's a rookie. You know, that it's going to happen. It sucks. But, you know, I think we, we're going to find a great identity with these guys. Uh, they're, they're unbelievable kids. They're, uh, uh, Rashad, he's just so quick and good. I love him. And going forward, man, I just we got to win these divisional games. We'll be in a great position. I, I'm so happy right now to be 3-1. and one. I could not ask for more. Uh, go Raiders, man. Keep up the show. Loving the show as usual. And that's all I got to say, baby. On to next week. San Diego. Later. Yeah, we're all going to have a freaking stroke, bro. Trust me, the entire Raider Nation, this first quarter of the season, has got to go to the doctor and get high blood pressure medicine. Because, uh, well, the whole neighborhood knows when the game's on in my house. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, we're looking good. It's easy to see the division games. Um, we have a great opportunity to move this team into the next level. And it's exciting as a Raider fan to see it finally come about. I'm excited, bro. I know you are too. Thanks for the props. And our next caller is Raider Black, calling from Maryland, Baltimore. Check it out. What's going on, my brother? Raider Gray. This is Raider Black calling from Merlin, surrounded by all these fucking dead birds right now. Listen, man, that was a great game. We won by one point, but I don't care if it was one point or 30 points. We won. And I said, is everybody talking about Derek Carr the last few weeks? That kid is slinging the football. Let it go. He's our quarterback. And Crab, Crab looked good. For him to be our number two, there's not many other teams in the league that have that luxury. So we are good there. And my last thing I'm going to say, everybody been talking about these rookie running backs the last few weeks, but how they deserve more time. Both of them down there cost us the game today. Let Murray get his touches. Let Murray get his time. Let Murray play. And I'm out. Good W. What a great feeling you have, bro, walking around in your Raider stuff. Uh, the day after that victory, in hostile territory, being able to say, hey, one point is the W, man. <laughs> that is priceless. Uh, nothing like being there uh, when you beat the home team. Now, as far as the running backs go, I think Washington's a good guy. I, I don't think the fumble is like a rookie mistake. I think uh, it was one of those things that happened to Murray as well. So, you know, we really... Uh, have a great group of running backs, and we should use them all. I think they're being smart with it, and I think we'll continue to get better in the running game as the season goes on. I appreciate the call, brother, especially knowing that you're there. <laughs> That's priceless, bro. And our next caller is the Northwest Raider. He's in the house. First-time caller. What's going on, my brother? Welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. 
Raider Greg. This is a Northwest Raider. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Now, I'm not a stats guy, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. only thing that matters is wins. In this first quarter, we're 3-1. and one. So that means a lot. Looking at this first quarter, it was a great start. We've got to keep that momentum, continue to tighten up on the offense where we are dropping passes when we don't need to or the little fumbles that we're seeing here and there. But we just tighten those things up. We'll synchronize our defense. These guys are getting better each week. We see it. It's on tape. They're going to learn. We're going to get stronger. The second quarter is pretty important. We've got two division games. we got to make – make our way into the division and start catching up on some of these fools that we see every year, year in, year out, where we're at the bottom and we need to be up at the top. The Chargers, the Chiefs, we need to own these fools. Jag and Bucks, I'm not worried about but these two division games. We need to tighten our chin strap and go at these guys. So, like I said, I'm keeping it short and sweet this time, Raider Greg. I got two questions to leave you. Hopefully you can help me out. I've done some research. I'm not getting a lot of answers here. But my two concerns for the second quarter and for the rest of the year are our boys, Mario Edwards and Alden Smith. So if you could do a little uh, digging in on on the Internet or some of the folks that you guys hang out with and kind of figure out um, when Mario Edwards is getting back. I thought it was like week six. We got to look at him coming back. And then, obviously, Alden Smith, no one's talking about it. When's Goodell going to allow him to come back in the league, if at all? When's the Raiders going to actually put in the request to bring him and reinstate him? Not sure. But if we can have Mario Edwards and Alden Smith back, then we're looking good. Our defense will be tight. Other than that, Raider Nation, keep it up. Northwest Raider out. Well, I like your take, bro. I... I do think the same way. I think the Raider Nation is starting to feel, uh, like I said in one of my shows, you know, it's going to take four games. And surprisingly for me, I mean, I didn't think we'd be three and one. I thought we could be two and two. But to be three and one to come out of this first quarter of the season is absolutely epic. It does give us momentum and uh, some definite force, especially coming home. We should kick the shit out of the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, without too much trouble. Now, Mario Edwards Jr. has had two significant injuries. I really don't know the situation with him. I believe if I were a player like him, with the opportunity to be on a team headed to the Super Bowl, I think he might come back. And I haven't heard anything about that. But, you know, that neck problem and those nerve problems can be festering. So, I'm not sure if he's coming back. Alden Smith is on the edge of the cliff. Uh, No one's talking about him because it's very sensitive. I'm sure the Raiders have inquired. Uh, Alden is still in a treatment program for drug and alcohol abuse. I hope that he does well. Reggie said he's going to stand by him. Man, could we use both these guys? Hell yes. Would that improve our our, our, uh, sack totals? Oh, hell yes. We got to deal with what we got, and I think what we got is working okay. And I think these young players are going to step up and make it happen, man, because our defense is starting to gel, bro. Thank you for the call. Look forward to some more. Our next caller is Raider Allen in Portland, Oregon. 
And he's a little excited, like the rest of us. Take your high blood pressure medicine, bro. We all need it. What's happening, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This was huge today. By the way, this was Raider Allen up in Portland. Uh, Greg, sorry about that. Are we having fun now? This is We've been waiting eight years for this. This was a huge win for us in Baltimore. Uh, Camille Mack is a beast. Corey James, 15 tackles. The defense was stellar. They bent, but they didn't break. We finished the game. It was a team win. Uh, what have we not done in the last eight years? We can't finish a game. We did it today. Crabtree and Carhartt, the chemistry between those two is amazing. Harbaugh is such a jerk. Did you did you see at the end of the game uh, when Coach Del Rio went over there to shake his hand and, and Harbaugh could even hardly talk to him? He's such a bad loser. I will be in the house on the on the sixth of uh, November, Raider Greg, for the uh, Broncos game. Uh, that's my that's my birthday. I'll be in the house with Raider Julie. Looking forward to seeing you. I'll be sitting right behind you there, and uh, we're gonna have fun this year finally. All right, this is Raider Allen, and I am out. Couldn't have said it better myself, brother. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting, especially to see this young team start to believe in themselves, believe that they can win, and do it. <laughs> the defense is starting to improve, man. We'll we'll see. But on November 6th, uh, it's going to be a crazy house if we continue to roll like we are. It is going to be off the freaking chain, bro. See you then. You know, Raider Allen, I want to say one more thing is uh, Harbaugh. He's a punk-ass bitch. I've never liked him. Uh, forget his ass. He is a shitty loser. And the way he disrespected our coach, I'm glad we kicked their ass. Uh, good luck to them. I hope they fall like a rock the rest of the season. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is VA Tech Virginia Raider. What is happening, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is VA Text of Virginia Raider. I actually went to the game this weekend up in Baltimore. I had a good time at the tailgate with the D.C. Metro Booster Club, you know. Uh, I happened to stumble across my own chapter there close to where I live at, the Hampton Roads, which is, is a, I guess, is a sub-chapter of the D.C. Metro. They had a good time at the tailgate. Radio Nation came and invaded Baltimore. It was nice. It was so nice that they started coming over to our tent and everything and took over trying to hang with us and left their own side of the fence. But, you know, that game, the Raiders, oh, the Raiders love to make my heart almost jump out of my chest, you know. It seems like they have the game in hand, go on cruise control and all kinds of bad calls and bad mishaps happen. But, you know, we pulled it out. Defense showed up two weeks in a row to seal the win for us. It's progress. Matt got his first sack, strip sack by Irvin. Man, but that last play when Reggie Nelson hit that man right when he caught the ball. Oh, man, right place, right time. Way to go. Raider Nation, I'm out. You know that you got high blood pressure when you watch the Raiders, man. I My heart ready to blow out my chest, and so is the entire Raider Nation. 
And hey, shout outs to the DC Raider Metro Booster Club. They know how to get down, as you know. Uh, you guys all on the East Coast there represent big time. Uh, Raider fans coming in. I knew Baltimore be full of the silver and black as it was. Uh, I loved it. I love hearing it. You could hear it on TV. Uh, man, the Raider Nation represents big time. Uh, we're going places, man. And, uh, well, you're going to be loud and proud there, uh, right there in Virginia, because the Raiders are going to prove that this is their year, brother. Our next caller is Johnny Raider out of Rhode Island. A little excited, like the rest of us. What's happening, brother? Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Johnny Raider, Long Island. Woo! I'm glad I wait till Monday to call you guys after wins because uh, on Sunday afternoon it would just be a stream of cursing and, and uh, stuff you wouldn't be able to understand. Listen, uh, I got a lot of things I wanted to say. Greg, you you have been on since day one. We had to wait four weeks for this defense to gel. And uh, it's amazing now all of a sudden Nelson's playing a little better, Smith is playing a little better, and uh, everything's really coming together. And don't focus too much on the points that we're giving up. This is the new NFL. Everybody gives up points. The Falcons just put up like a 50 spot on Carolina. You know, it's it's going to happen. Uh, the impact that Joseph and, and James are having on playing on this defense is unbelievable to me. I knew they'd be an upgrade, but I didn't think it would be this impactful this fast. It's amazing when the offensive line can't double team forever because they have to worry about getting to the second level to block a linebacker and a safety because they're flying around killing people. It's amazing now Khalil Mack can be Khalil Mack and just wreck offensive game plans. He doesn't have to worry about the run. He can pin his ears back. He knows he's got people behind him. The offensive line has to block the people behind him. Amazing what happens. Uh, I had some other things. I love our quarterback, man. Love, love, love him. He's a Raider. I wouldn't freaking trade him for anybody. I don't care. There's better ones. He's not perfect, but I would not trade Derek Carr for anybody. We got a shot to win when the ball is in his hands, man. And there's, there's nothing more than you can ask out of your quarterback. Uh, definitely shout out to Lee Smith. We're going to miss him. True Raider and uh, tough guy. We're, we're going to miss him the rest of the year, but Clive Walford needs to step the fuck up like everybody else is on this team right now. Three and one with three East Coast games. We've already traveled more than 75% of the league. I know the Falcon game sucked. I would have signed up for three and one in a heartbeat before the season started. Love you guys. Love the nation. Talk next week. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing how <laughs> how a team can gel in four games. I I did think that the defense had some holes, but I saw you know, I saw you could it could be better. And we had to give them a chance to change. I didn't think it'd be this good because Hayden stepped up. I mean, Emerson Nelson Smith, we're starting to see, um, we're starting to see some pretty crazy play from Joseph, Jeremy. Uh, like you said, I believe that it's only just going to get better. And the compliment to our offense, uh, bro, uh, we got we got a lot of good things coming up. I see, 
as long as the team stays focused and hungry. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, my very good brother, Raider Dan from Kansas City. I love this guy. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Well, well, well. They played my beloved Raiders on television. I was shocked. But, but then again, maybe I wasn't. You know, punk-ass Chiefs fans and the punk-ass stations around here are very concerned about the Raiders. So they put them on television. I watched Derek Carr go out there, and he is a legitimate NFL quarterback. I know sometimes people call in and criticize him. Hey, man, the dude's got ice water. I was listening to 95.7 the game. I like the nickname for Crabtree, the claw. Ah! Once he got it in his mitt, hook it, touchdown. And, you know, you know I got to talk about them fucking Chiefs. Fuck them Chiefs. Sunday night football, getting your ass blown out, which we will do that to them. In a few weeks, too. Hey, even Stonehand DHB caught a touchdown. You know you fucking suck when you fucking let that dude and his rocks catch a ball. But then saying all that, go Raiders. Hey, by the way, uh, did we draft Ray Lewis or his name is uh, Corey James? All right, go Raiders. You know, it's great to see and to know that all the fans in hostile territory are standing proud, not like they didn't before, but now other teams are starting to take a look like the Chiefs. There's not going to be no Raider week for the Chiefs. I guarantee you that they're going to shut the fuck up and just try to win a game because the Raiders, people know now that it's serious in Oaktown, and I'm loving it. You should love it, bro. Wear your shit loud and proud there in Kansas City, uh, especially now, because the Chiefs, they're afraid after that shellacking they got from Pittsburgh. Man, they got their ass handed to them, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Thanks for the call, man. I can't wait for that Kansas City game. I can't wait for that phone call, brother. You know, I called out for the Raiderettes of the Raider Nation to join us here on the podcast. I always make a shout out to uh, the ladies of the Raider Nation. And here is one. Uh, now, I don't know her name. She sounds very familiar. I didn't get your name, but I love the tone. And I certainly love the knowledge coming in. The Raiderettes rep. You're repping the Raiderettes. Very good, young lady. What is up? <laughs> Hi, Raider Greg. I'm kind of hoarse this morning from all the screaming I did yesterday and that great game. Another close one, but I think what makes me really, really happiest about our team is the fact that we are winning the close ones instead of giving up like we used to do. Um, our defense, well, it, there's a lot to be done there, but they did step up when they needed to yesterday. And, oh, my God, King Crab, King Crab. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Raider Nation, baby. Well, there you go. And it's just the beginning. 
Uh, Crabtree, can you believe it? See how excited? Absolutely, man. The guy catches everything like flypaper. It's crazy. Uh, the claw is a great word for that guy. Great game. I'm glad you're happy. You know, you got to keep calling back. Call back and let us know who you are. <laughs> Thank you for the call. And our next caller is Raider Nate uh, from Fresno. What's going on, brother? What's up, Raider Nation podcast? What's up, Raider Greg? Calling back again. You might want to scrap my last call because I have one too many cervezas. <laughs> These uh, 10 o'clock games are killing me. But this is Raider Nate from deep up in the valley, Fresno, no town. Man, what a game. Did it again on the road. So excited, man. Real quick, man, car, four touchdowns, and Crabtree's worth every penny. That guy just uh, possesses the ball like no other. Those throws were on point. Back to the end zone, a strike right down the middle of the field. Uh, Seth Roberts got in again. Man, great win. I can't wait. I'm going to try to get me some tickets, maybe hit up the game on Sunday, because I know it's going to be cracking out there like always. Carl Joseph, that that guy's a savage, man. He don't don't care how big the opponent is. He'll go after a tight end and launch himself. Man, he's a raider right there, man. A great, great game. I can't wait to hear everybody's take on the, the Raider Nation podcast. Man, let's do it on Sunday, man. Let's let, let's just kill the Chargers. How about that? Uh, kill them at home. Make everybody leave with a smile on their face at Coliseum, man. All that hard-earned money. People spend to go to the game. Man, just rock the house. I'll see what I can do, man. Got to try to come up on some tickets. But uh, anyways, 3-1. and one. Go Raiders. I'm out. Yeah, man. Get your ass in a seat if you can because the Raider tickets are going. They're gone. So you have to buy them in a secondary market. That's pretty crazy. Uh, First time since I've been buying tickets that they are very valuable for crying out loud. But you can get a seat. You have to. You got to come and see it because the show is just starting. Um, I can't wait for this Charger game, man. It's going to be crazy. Hopefully you can get some tickets, brother. I hope to see you out there. And my next caller from Dallas, Texas, Raider Jesse James in the house. Uh, you look excited, man. <laughs> like the rest of us, what's up? Raider Greg, my brother. What's going on, man? Raider Jesse James, Dallas, Texas. Woo, man. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I was watching the game, and, and I'm sure you got a bazillion calls, so I'm going to squeeze this one in really quick, short. Watching the game in the living room with my wife here in Dallas, and it came down to the last play, man. I'm not going to lie. I got up, and <laughs> she was covered up in uh, in a Raider Nation blanket. It was cold, but I pulled that thing off her, and I said, oh, my God, we, we won. And, man, I started, I'm not going to lie, I started crying because it feels good, man. It feels good. I couldn't believe what what's happening? I mean, for the first two weeks, we were like, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" And and I'm not gonna lie, I was one of them. And I even called you, and I'm, I'm like, "Holy shit, we're like number one in the red zone." Derek Carr is phenomenal. Fucking defense is crazy now. Just like you you call it, fourth game. You know, we we'd be gelling, and there it is, brother, right on the spot. Now we got the uh, what you said, the boltless, nutless charges coming in. 
and they're a little bit disgruntled. Uh, people are saying they could be four and zero. Fuck that shit. They're one in three. You know, no excuses. You know, when we were uh, in close games last year, people looked at us like, oh, well, you're still seven and nine. Fuck that. We can beat them. We can beat them, and I believe Derek Carr is going to put on a fucking show, man. Watch this. I'm celebrating all weekend. By the time you guys play this, trust me, I celebrated Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Had a cookout every day. I, I, I'm in a good mood. There's nothing. No one can take that feeling away from me. Either way, man, phenomenal win. Let's get this going. I believe we can beat the Chargers. We might have a tough one against the Chiefs, but we can beat the Chargers. Let's go to 4-1. Woo! It's a good feeling, man. Love you guys. Stay up. Raider Nation, baby. Well, that's it. Did you hear him? That says it all, man. That's exactly what my house was like. It was freaking rocking. I'm running around the living room like a crazy man, like everybody else. On that last play, the defensive stand, uh, where Nelson just totally destroyed their wide receiver. Just a crazy win. You feel it. I feel it. I know we could beat the shit out of the Chargers. We can't take them for granted. But I'd love to see it at home. I'd love to see us just dismantle uh, the Chargers and have them all emotional on their side of the field. I can't wait. Four and one? You better believe it, baby. Let's not count our chickens, but it sure as hell looks like it, bro. Thank you for the call, man. And our next caller, you cannot mistake. You've heard him before. You will hear him again. Today it is... Obi-Wan Reader. What's this? Once again, the best defense, apparently, is a strong offense. <laughs> what is up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here calling in from Spring, Texas. First and foremost, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, thank you guys for putting on the podcast. Thank you for the therapy sessions, especially after that fucking Falcons debacle. And I'm just blown away at the resilience of Derek Carr. The really scary thing is, and I know we won Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, and I'm happy about that. But if you see some of the fucking plays that Musgrave is calling, why in the fuck do you have him going on a naked bootleg to the right? He's got eight yards, and you have him check the ball down to the fucking running back who's only two yards past the line of scrimmage instead of attacking these motherfuckers. Yes, the Ravens have a good pass rush, but you know what? Even though the rookie with Alexander had a couple of um, flags on him, they kept Derek Carr clean. The Ravens were able to even get close to him because he was holding on to the ball too long because of fucking Musgraves' bullshit fucking play calls. You have two bona fide stars, which I think are the best tandem in the AFC West right now, a receiver, and Amari Cooper and King Crab. And everyone knows I was not always a Crabtree fan, especially after that shitty shit at the draft. But this motherfucker has grown, he's gotten more mature, and he's been fucking balling. He's earning that contract. Musgrave, go on the fucking attack. Do like you did with goddamn Drew Brees. When we were playing in the damn um, Superdome, we were attacking all those little check-down bullshit. Speaking of earning your fucking contract, 
by the way, Marquette King, my motherfucking guy. Man, talk about having a weapon on special teams. Shout out to King Crab. Team ball goes to Derek Carr, King Crab, Marquette King, and two other surprising ones. Linebacker Corey James from Colorado, six-round pick. Don't matter where you pick, bruh. You were balling, bro. Because when Heaney came in, that motherfucker was getting abused. And secondly, Carl Joseph, you may not have started, my man, but you were delivering the wood and bringing fucking honors to number 42 you're wearing, bro. Him and Reggie Nelson back there are chin-checking fools. I thought it was going to be a flag when he piled driving him into the fucking ground. That's Raider football, and the refs are starting to see it, too. And I know the Zebras fucked up on a lot of call holding calls, but you know what? If you stop and look, Raider Nation, and I know it's a scary fucking thought, we're actually been getting calls on the other teams lately. That's something that doesn't happen to the Raiders. I just want to say great win. I hope we fucking dismantle the Chargers. I hope we leave Phillip Rivers sitting on his fucking ass with his thumb in his mouth crying like a little bitch he is. Raider Nation, one love. Obi-Wan Raider. And I'm out. Go Raiders. Very well said, brother. As usual, you laid it down just like how it is. Uh, the defense is starting to gel. That's all I really care about because the offense seems to be clicking pretty good. Now, they've had some misses. And Musgrave, definitely, I've been ripping him uh, still to this day. But, hey, man, you cannot, you can't argue with a 90% completion rating uh, in the red zone. You can't. Uh, 90% of the time you get a touchdown, bro, I mean... No one's going to listen to us complain from any other team. That is Foe's show. So I'm just going to shut the fuck up. As long as we're winning, Musgrave can dink and tuck all day long. <laughs> Even though it's frustrating, brother. I know. Let's watch the Chargers go down in a blackout in the black hole, bro. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is the RVA Raider. He's in the house. He has a take. What is it, bro? Raider Greg, this is the RVA Raider from Richmond, Virginia. I know I'm calling a little late, but hopefully you can still get my call out there. Very happy today. I was lucky enough to be able to go to the game yesterday. It was one of the greatest days of my life. I'll tell you, been a fan since I've been a little kid. In the past 11 years now, I've seen my team play six times. have not seen them win once. So yesterday was sweet vindication. Felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my chest. I got the hookup from my company. got to sit in our suite. Got to go down on the field. Met Latavius Murray. That was awesome. Even though we didn't have a great day yesterday, that's all right. It was amazing. Went out on the town Saturday, and I'll tell you what. There are just no fans in the world like Raiders fans. It felt like a homecoming, just talking to all these people from out of town, my people from Jersey, Colorado, Florida, Ohio, Kansas City. It was awesome, man. It was like a big family reunion. Can't wait to go to another game soon. Can't wait to see what this season holds. Raider Nation, I'm out. Well, first, thank you for the call, brother. And, you know, you bring something to light here. A lot of fans... I mean, the Raiders have been bad for a long time. Those of us who've been around for a long time remember them doing very well. But a lot of people, I mean, hell, my daughter 
went to like 10 games in a row and lost every single one. So there's a lot of fans out there that have traveled, paid good money to see the Raiders crap in their pants. It's about damn time we made the turnaround. And to be in hostile territory for the victory, bro, you can hear in your voice, I've been there. It is epic. Um, So let's keep this rolling. I appreciate the call, brother. Our next caller is Jersey Boy Raider. He's keeping his promise. He called us back. What's up, bro? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Jersey Boy Raider. Calling you back like I promised. And how couldn't I? After going down to Baltimore this weekend with my dad and my nephew, spending the entire weekend in Baltimore with the Raider Nation, before I get to the game, I just have to give the biggest shout-out to the fans of the Raider Nation. Uh, it's definitely like a family. I mean, whether you're in Oakland, which is the ultimate, believe me. Um, man, this was great, too, because uh, for me, being out here in Jersey, I mean, I'm used to going uh, into the into the stadiums on the road for the Raiders and, and representing. I kind of like that. You know, you're looking with the black, they're probably like, we're the villains, and they go, oh, it's one of those crazy, crazy Raider fans, the Raider Nation, and, man, did we bring it. Uh, just unbelievable. Thousands and thousands of Raider fans just took over Baltimore starting Saturday. I mean, we took over the Inner Harbor, huge party, the Raider Rally, the Raider Nation Rally uh, by the West Virginia Fan Club, Abuso Club, the D.C. Metro, Silver Black Empire, Jersey Shooter Raiders. I mean, just just awesome. Um, saw a lot of familiar faces from over the years and uh, met a lot of new friends. And believe me, like I always say, if you're wearing silver and black, you're family. So, uh, just even looking today, man, the hundreds of pictures and videos and everything, it was just just an awesome, awesome time. And for me, it, that's just as important. You know, the game, I'll get to that in a second. But, you know, um, it's, it's just the experience. I think like you say, Ritter Greg, you know, when you, especially when you go out to the black hole, like I said, we went out there last year. And just to feel that, that camaraderie and, and the family um, and the friends that you meet, it, it's such a bond. There's nothing like the Raider Nation. And uh, whether you win or lose, man, it's so much about that and the tailgating and and uh, walking walking home from the party in the streets of Baltimore at 11 o'clock at night and people from every block are chanting, Raiders! And it's just, it's unbelievable. You know, you just don't see that. Actually, I had a Raven fan tell us yesterday to tailgate that, you know, Steelers are pretty, you know, they, they come here pretty uh, pretty strong, but nothing like this, man. You guys are just amazing. So, um, a great time. And just get to the game real quick. Just unbelievable. I mean, if my fourth trip to Baltimore to see the Raiders, and we all know what they did to us last time it was embarrassing. And they put that up on the uh, on the on, on the video screen there, and I left to remind everybody. They all cheered. They loved it, especially when when Harbaugh chose to go for the fake field goal. And believe me, I sat my chair, my head down. I'll never forget it. So yesterday was sweet revenge. Uh, just a great, great win. I mean, I I think we had control of the game. Of course, you know, late in the game we watched saying, "Oh my God, we're not going to blow this game." I just couldn't believe it. Right in front of me, where I was sitting in the end zone, I watched Washington fumble. But you know what? We got the ball back and had all the confidence, like I said last week, in Carr to get the ball down the field. He is really, really evolving. It's just a, it's just a great quarterback. Um, Crabtree, what can you say? Just an amazing game. We all knew where the ball was going. They knew where the ball was going, and they still could not stop him. He's just, he's incredible. So, um, you know, everybody, Coop, much game. Mac came on with the sack. Loved it. Loved it being celebrated right in front of us. O-line, what can you say? I mean, Carr was not hit once, not even once yesterday. He's not taking sacks. He's not throwing interceptions. He's very smart. He looked good yesterday. Um, guys are getting it done. And um, 
I have to give a big shout out to uh, Corey James, 15, uh, 15 tackles. He's just really coming on. Uh, Joseph, and I got to give a big one out to Nelson because I tell you, if he doesn't make that big hit like Jack Tatum, <laughs> I mean that that game is over right there with the field goal. So just you know what. The, the offense had to come on the end and do their part, and the defense had to, to finish it out for us. So, great win. I know I'm not over, but I'm so excited. And uh, just awesome win, Raiders. Enjoy it. We're 3-1. and one. We're legit. They're talking about us. We have a quarterback, and the defense is coming on. So, I'm really excited. Jersey Boy Raider, I'm out. Raider Grace, thank you so much for everything you do. I appreciate it. Just win, baby. Well, you know, that story says everything about the the away game and how the Raider Nation travels from every freaking point of the globe. People plan their whole vacation on hitting up a Raider game uh, on it. People plan these trips years in advance to see their team come together as a family because trust me, every single freaking place I've ever been on an away game, I feel like home. Not only do I feel like home because there's so many fans, but the fans that are there treat you like family. And he is not kidding. This is why I'm a fan, man. I love the team. I love the fans. And I love being hated. And trust me, the Baltimore Raven fans, they hated our guts. And I'm glad Harbaugh, that piece of shit, uh, got his ass handed to him. I love it. I can't wait to see their team go down in a ball of flames because <laughs> I can't stand that coach but for that one move, mind you. Uh, he's a prima donna. Fuck him. Great for your dad. Great for the experience. I could just hear it in your voice. Raider Nation, this is who we are. And our next caller, Raider Bones out of New Jersey. Uh, what's happening, brother? Feeling kind of happy. You should be, bro. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, it's Raider Bones, New Jersey. That game came down to the wire again, but we pulled it out because we got pride and poise. And we got Derek Carr, and we got the Claw Crabtree. No more Cooper's going to show up, okay? Just like Bruce Irvin showed up, just like Steve Smith's starting to show up, and just like Reggie Nelson showed up at the end of that game. And we got that guy Carl Joseph running around. We got that other new linebacker, Alexander, on the line, had a couple flags, but, you know, he was a rookie. I knew he was going to have a couple flags on the line, but the line did what they got to do. Musgrave's got to open this running game. You cannot be running the ball in those situations and the timing. You have a first down, and you're up, and you're not running the ball. You're throwing it in shotgun, and then later in the game, when you're letting them come back, you're running these stupid running plays. Like, why aren't you running those plays in the beginning of the game with the lead? Whatever, I'm probably getting close to the wire on the call. We don't got Marquette King. We probably don't win that game. I'm out. Go Raiders. There's a lot of moving parts for this team, bro, and I know Marquette King is getting better by the game, but so is Carr. So is Crab And Cooper. Uh, Cooper has taken a lot of heat off of Roberts and Crabtree. Trust me, they have to double-team him every single time because if they don't, a car's going to go to him, and he's going to get a touchdown. Cooper is a huge weapon and draws serious attention. I love the team. I think we're moving in the right place. Oh, man, this season's feeling good, bro. And our next caller from Maryland, 
food stamp radar. What's happening, brother? Sounds like you had a good time. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Food Stamp Raider calling in from Maryland. I'm in the car. I'm on the way home from MIT Bank Stadium in Baltimore after the tremendous victory. I want to give a shout out, first of all, to my lovely wife who made it possible for me. I was going to watch it at home. She blessed me with two tickets down in the front. So I was repping hard. The Raider Nation represented Derek Carr's a beast. Crabtree is clutch. We almost gave it away because of some dumb coaching, but Raider for that. Lastly, Money Man has spoken. I need you to come back, brother. You're one of the main reasons I discovered the Raider Nation podcast because you brought us strong and real. Carr is our guy. You got to come on in, support him, bro. I know you love TP, but he ain't Raider no more. It's about the Raiders. And we're going to the playoffs. I'm calling it right now. Three and one after three road games. And we are doing it, baby. Raider Nation. This is Food Staff Raider from Merlin, repping for the Raiders. And I am out. First of all, let me thank your lovely wife, because, you know, that is a wife. I mean, she sees the passion. She sees the love. And she knows that's your heart's desire, man. You got to keep that woman. Because she understands what it takes uh, as a fan. Uh, that is awesome. You are truly blessed, my man. Second of all, be in there. Represent with the nation. I know you had a great time. And calling out Money Man is the best thing you can do. Come on, bro. Come on, Money Man. You know you got to get out there. You got a lot of guys on this show that love to hear you take. Uh, I love having you on here, too. Because, uh, well, it takes all of us. It takes the village to get it done. Uh, man, I'm so happy for you that you got to see this game, man. I know what it feels like. Um, good for you, man. Thank you for the call and the props, brother. Our next caller, Rudy the Vet from the East Coast. What's happening, man? Little happy, I guess. <laughs> like the rest. What's happening? Later, Greg. Later, Randy. Rudy the Vet, the East Coast Raider, just leaving Baltimore. The nation showed up, and we showed out, goddammit. Crushed it. Had the inner harbor on lock on Saturday. Dudes from L.A., New York, New Jersey, the whole East Coast showed out. One nation, the only nation. What a game. Derek Carr is ice water. Money Man Raider. You hear me, money man. Money man. Ice water. Ice water. And the D weren't the prettiest, but when the game was on the line, they stood up. That's all I got to say. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, love y'all. Rudy DeVette, Louis Cornfield, calling in from the East Coast, baby. Raiders. And I'm out. Wow, we got two in a row, Money Man. You better get on the phone, bro. I hope you're okay, though, because I haven't heard from you in a while. You know, stuff happens between games in life. So maybe he's got some things going on. But, hey, car is ice water. And he is Mr. Cool. And he is getting better. And, well, we're going to see a big blossoming in this season. So uh, stay tuned. Hold on to your hats because this is just the beginning appreciate the props. 
I love that background. <laughs> Money Man <laughs> sounded great, man. I know he's got to come up. We'll see what happens next show. But I believe we should be beating the shit out of the Chargers. Hopefully he will surface uh, then. Thanks for the call, man. Holy crap. You've asked for him. You know, I, I didn't think he called this until I've just heard it right now. But you asked for him. You got him. Our good brother, the man of the hour, Money Man, has spoken. Radar. What is happening, brother? Yeah, this is Money Man has spoken. Superman um, 
make him a billionaire. Sheldon Anderson throwing in $150 million, and the Raiders throwing in another five. They talking about doing a state-of-the-art stadium, and I saw the renderings of it, and I loved it. And I'm just going to tell you like, like it is. You know, I'm all for it. I'm like, hell, the, the Raiders need a home. Shit, we need a home. You know, can't keep playing in that shithole stadium up there in Oakland. And if Oakland's not going to do a goddamn thing, then I'm with it. That's, you know, Vegas it is. And, you know, saying that, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, I'm out. Well, it's about time we got Carson props, although we both agreed he's had trouble in his earlier career. I think he's on fire, bro. I think he's going to make a great player. A franchise quarterback. I think that's what he is. I think that's who he is. And we got to ride this kid the rest of the way, no matter what. He's proven that he deserves this job by doing what he does. And yeah, we can't look over San Diego. They've lost by one point, like, you know, like we did last year. We must defend our house. We must bring it on Sunday and take the Chargers way down and uh, just take their heart out so they can go back home and wonder why they're going to lose their head coach because that's what's going down in San Diego. As far as Las Vegas goes, yeah, well, if Oakland isn't going to do anything, of course they're going to go somewhere else. And I think, Mark, I don't know, man. I'm not going to say it too fast because I believe they want to take this team from Mark Davis. I believe they're setting him up to sell the franchise. I believe the league is. I believe this deal is. And I don't know if he's willing to do that. We'll see. But I think that's what it's going to take to move the team to Vegas. But uh, who knows? It's the best option so far. And, yes, they do need a new stadium uh, for sure. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling. You know, we love you here. Obviously, everyone on the podcast is calling out seeing where you are, what's going on with you, which is cool. I appreciate the call, brother. Uh, You know we do. Well, Raider Nation, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. I know it's a little short, a little sweet. I don't have a lot of juice in this one because I'm going to take a little trip here. I'll be a little on vacation. So the next podcast might sound a little funky, but it's going to be there for you when you are ready to take it. Let's get to San Diego, man. Let's kick their ass and not take any fucking prisoners. Let's have a resounding victory. Let's beat these guys by three touchdowns. We got to go out strong, really fast, lay the pedal to the metal, and don't let up on these mofos and send San Diego home in tears. And you know how Philip Rivers sounds. <laughs> the Raiders good. I love it. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.